Welcome to the Embrace Your Life podcast, the place to be to live authentically and simply embracing your life with your host, Kayla LQ. On today's show, I get to speak with a man that truly cares about the well-being of others. As someone who's an adventurer at soul and also experienced facilitator, speaker, teacher, coach, and manager, he spent most of his life working with young people from all backgrounds. His passion for traveling has allowed him to gain fulfillment and life experience that help him to learn from a large variety of people around the globe. Aside from being a caring partner, a father, and a chicken owner, his mission is to keep empowering others in the local and global communities. Help me welcome our next guest, Tristan Réaume Jones. Welcome, Tristan. Hi, thanks for having me, Kayla. So happy to have you here. So can you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what do you do exactly? Sure. Thanks for the intro. That was uh, that was thorough. Um, who I am, uh, I guess the intro says a lot in terms of uh, I try to be versatile. Um, I've, I guess, out of default, um, from my experience uh, coming out of high school, started to work with young people, loved it from the start, uh, saw a lot of uh, fulfillment in that, saw a lot of, uh, of opportunity for uh, youth to um, bloom uh, and get empowered, uh, progress, uh, find themselves. And uh, to me, that was some of the most rewarding activities I could, uh, I could dedicate myself to. And um, Basically, that was sort of my driving theme for, I'd say, my career, but also like my general activities and basically to whatever I I want to spend time in. So I just spend time uh, coaching. And then, as you said, like uh, in, uh, in the intro, uh, teaching, um, facilitating, speaking to youth, uh, all that in different contexts, and most recently uh, acting as a manager at uh, a uh, mental health organization called Jack.org. Mm, very interesting. Can you tell us uh, a little bit more about what you do exactly and what's that company about? Yeah. Well, firstly, I've been in the nonprofit sector for now it's going to be maybe seven years, um, even during covid so it's, it's a space I'm getting comfortable with. Uh, but most recently with Jack.org, I'm uh, responsible of the uh, Francophone programs. So um, this charity is based in Toronto and uh, they, have a, they have a great reach in uh, Anglophone Canada. And um, my mandate is to uh, make ourselves known in uh, French Canada and also provide those resources for young people who uh, might be struggling or need uh, to support others um and just need uh, some access to those resources so we've got fantastic resources of course and there's a lot of people in the francophone space that uh, are helping young people and uh, we want to participate in that i love that and especially with the time that we've been dealing and kind of going through most recently i think this is a much critical needed um program or like you said service out there yeah there's no better time for it honestly and uh, i think covid really convinced me that um, this organization was a right fit for me at this time. Um, so a lot of people around me, including myself, uh, struggle with mental health. Mm -hmm. um, but also it's an ongoing process, mental health. It's not like 
one moment in time. It's like uh, it's like physical health, meaning that it's it's on a continual basis. You need to take care of your mental health, um, and not everyone has the tools to do that, and not everyone recognizes uh, when they're they're struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, and just mental health in general is is it's getting better, but it's also somewhat of a taboo, especially for young men. So I see myself in that population where, I don't know, between like 12 and mid thirties right now, um, not necessarily being aware of that, um, I guess of not an issue, but of that, of that side of, uh, of health in general. Mm-hmm. So, um, if I can participate in, in making it more comfortable for young people, um, not only to talk about, but also to support others. Uh, I think uh, I think I'm contributing positively to something. Oh, absolutely! I love how you said openly and vulnerably that you know yourself included are dealing with mental health, and it's something that is still a bit taboo, more on the like masculine side. Can you elaborate more on exactly what was your experience with discovering that you know you did have some work to do on the mental health, and how did you seek out for help? Yeah, I guess on a personal basis, I got to say that I'm pretty lucky in, in general in terms of like my, my mental health. Like I, I had a very supportive family. Um, I live a very privileged life. I've been, uh, I consider myself lucky in overall terms, as I just mentioned. But um, I guess COVID uh, forced me to like reconsider a lot of things. Like am I my career, what I'm doing, uh, where to put efforts, even where to live, uh, how to raise my children, like my just my general attitude towards life, because you're you're trapped with yourself um, a lot more. And I'm preaching to the choir because I'm sure that a lot of other people have that went through that and probably a lot heavier than I did. Um, so I totally recognize that I'm not alone in that in that struggle. Uh, but where it really hit me is when I saw other people close to me that um, that were struggling and that I guess maybe didn't have the same support system uh, or that lived like harder frustrations. And I mean, we can go into detail about that, but that's not like a a pretty picture um, in the last year, year and a half uh, for many young people. And again, I'm I'm referring mostly to to young men, but also while I was uh, during COVID, I actually lost my job due to COVID. what, what is now a year and a half ago. And uh, I went back into teaching and teaching, I saw very clearly how uh, COVID was affecting the mental health of young people. And um, I got to teach in uh, two, two very, like in the same institution, but half of the students had been in school from day one and never uh, had to do homeschooling. And then the other half had to uh, mostly do like hybrid and at times like complete isolation. So, uh, they were spending much more time at home, much more time alone. And honestly, the difference between their, their energy, uh, like just dynamics in general, positivity was almost day and night. And I don't know if it was an age difference, uh, but I'm, I'm seeing it as really like being like the effect of COVID and being isolated or not. So just that was like, so blatant to me um and then of course there was uh, other scenarios yeah no of course and i think that's a very kind of uh beautiful way to look at it is you learn through this experience and then as a way to use this as a way to give back and really make an impact uh i know that you mentioned that you you're passionate about empowering other people especially youth and that's what 
has been kind of driving force for you in your personal and professional life. Can you tell us a little bit more about what it means to empower people and how are you doing that exactly? Like, that's the thing with, like, I, I would never, I don't want to say I'm empowering people, but I'm participating in the process of empowering. Um, this is me trying to be uh, as, as realistic and also humble because I don't, I don't think you can, like, pinpoint, like, one person. Oh, that person empowered me, like, to be that uh, they, they were one factor among many, um, and one person probably among many and, and Kayla with this, this podcast, and I know like your work, I know you're, you're like participating in that process and all together with this, uh, attitude and this like common mission as a community, we're empowering people. So I just see myself as like one piece among many and sort of a, maybe a, a jump start or a, or um, someone that's that's there for for people in that specific time and moment with a specific group. So anyway, long story short, mm-hmm. uh, I think empowerment is is a um, yeah, it's a community thing. So we all know the uh, we all know the the saying that uh, not one person raises a child, but a, a village uh, raises a child. And I think it's the same thing for like empowering a generation, empowering a, a community. And when I'm saying community, it's not like your necessarily your neighborhood, but like. The community of young people in Quebec, in Canada, around the world, and uh, just like-minded people that want to to do better. So um, that's that's like my definition of uh, empowerment, mm-hmm. and what it means, uh, just like in in practice, I think is coming into whatever you're doing with the intention to do good, mm-hmm. and um, and to be open-minded. Um, so you're you're approaching something with the intention of doing good, but also open-minded in the sense that you're not coming into a situation thinking that you know it all mm-hmm. and that you're ready to be um, versatile and to adapt to the people around you and the situation, the geography, the, 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 the culture around you. Um, and I think if you, if you approach anything with that combination, then um not only can you contribute positively, but as a person, you're going to learn so much. So the more we learn, the more next time we approach another situation, we have a little more baggage and knowledge uh, and background to um, to approach something and then to to do even better and to probably even empower more or at least have the, the necessary tools to do so. So yeah. it's an ongoing process for the person trying to empower, but as so many things in life, like you're approaching a situation to empower, but in the end, you're being empowered by the people you're trying to empower because uh, it's such a like a give give situation. So absolutely, I love that how you shared that. It's exactly like you mentioned. It's not you empowering people; it's you showing up as your best self to inspire. I guess is a better word to put in play here, mm-hmm. but like inspire others to also teach you and like you said be open-minded to not you trying to give but also giving them the tools they need with the resource you have and then accepting also from their part a learning piece uh that you might not know like you said just kind of be open and vulnerable about it too um because yeah we're not the know-it-all i like that i know that you've traveled quite a bit uh if you don't mind sharing i'd love to hear your traveling stories what you've what was your biggest takeaway from traveling and what would you tell to people who are wanting and dreaming at this time (laughs) to travel again 
Yeah, for sure. Right. And we're, we're getting back into the, the swing of uh, traveling. Um, it seems so far now that I haven't really been traveling uh, during COVID. Um, yeah, I've had, I was super lucky to have my fair share of, uh, of traveling adventures. Um, I've been, I've been to every continent now, um, oh. except Antarctica. Uh, so, so maybe that's next on the bucket list, but, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know saying that I've, I've extensively traveled in every continent, but anyway, that's, that's sort of my little, my, my little moment anyway. Um, the biggest takeaways, I guess. I think the general rule would be to approach like any adventure with a with an open mind and also especially when you're traveling like extra uh intention of being respectful uh to uh to where you're at um this can be as simple as like environmentally mm -hmm. um that's like that's something i try to uh to implement with my family like even whether it's in the house outside in the yard but even more so like when we're in other spaces like um anyway that's i think that's a simple step that all families can uh and every single person can can start doing but um respect of other people's culture uh just like being aware of of where you are and uh basically just being a visitor and not 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 so much like a consumer of the space it's funny because we see we see that even like within quebec like mm -hmm. i was in in Gaspésia, uh, like a few weeks ago and like people come in, like, let's say, I don't know, like, uh, this, uh, microbrewery and they're like, I want this, 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 this. And then like, they, they slam all these like, uh, tasters into them and they're like, okay, next spot. And there's so much about areas and, and, uh, and wherever you travel, where it's not so much about like what's on the, what's on the, the tourist guide, but mm -hmm. also like the experience and the, and the, and the, and the exchange that you have with the people on the yeah. spot. Obviously it's not, I mean, it's not always like that, but yeah. I like to try to approach it as like, what's this experience and not just like what's, and not like, what's this product? Mm. Obviously some, some traveling experiences are meant to be a product, yeah. uh, like uh, all inclusives are like, they're, they're, you're there, you- Or a cruise. Or it all, <laughs> and you leave, you know? Yeah. Um, but in, in terms of like traveling, it's a, uh, at least my style of, uh, of traveling, it's a, it's a little different and you're just immerse like, yourself more in the culture and experience it from their point of yeah. view, and putting yourself in their shoes so that you I can... like immersing myself sometimes a little too much, but no, yeah. for sure. Uh, <laughs> like I taste everything. I try to do everything. I, uh, one thing I'd like to do better is to learn, um, local languages a little faster. I'm not like, even though I'm bilingual, I don't, I, can, I don't consider myself like that good at languages <laughs> and new, new ones uh but that's like there's so much about a culture that's reflected in language mm. uh that i would uh if time permits i would love like to to learn a little more but i do what i do though is yeah. try to learn as much about the the history and the context of the place that i'm going to um not so much because it's useful on the spot but like you you get to absorb it with a, such a different angle and mm -hmm. uh with different understanding once you get uh you get to wherever you're going so anyway that's mm -hmm. my that's my spiel about uh traveling i could go on because that's uh, as you know it's one of my favorite topics but yeah 
No, I do. I do. And we could talk about traveling all you want. Um, but I, I get it with the language. Like you said, it's another way to understand the culture or understand the people. Like my partner, he speaks Portuguese and I wish I could speak more. But uh, all I know so far is just like little tiny words. And then again, they mean nothing. They mean like cheese balls or something. But anyway. <laughs> like one of the best examples of that is, and I'm probably going to mess this up, but hear me out. Like uh, the, the Inuit up north um, have... And this is, don't quote me on the number, but several, I want to say like dozens of ways to um, describe snow. So we have like, let's say one or two, like wet or dry snow or like, I don't know, blowing snow. Yeah. Uh, you have to add an adjective to it. But uh, if I if I know this correctly, again, don't quote me on this, but uh, they have a lot of um, different ways of uh, not explaining what snow is, but different words for snow. Uh, be, mm. Why? Because it's so important and integral to their culture and for them, and even survival. Um, oh, yeah. Like that's just one example among among so many that exist. That's really interesting. It's cool. What was one like? Since we're on the topic of traveling, what's one of your best travel experience? Ooh, that's such a hard one because a lot of people would say like, "Hey, did you prefer this or that?" And it's so so different. But okay, so if I'm since this we have limited amounts of time, I'm gonna. <laughs> Try to answer it directly. Um, I'd say the place that blew my mind the most recently would be India. Um, and why I'm so? Not, sorry? And why so? Oh, why so? Um, all your senses are like overloaded, meaning your, your sense of smell, uh, like your, your eyes are flooded with different colors and things going on. It's noisy. Uh, there's a lot of people like you need to be very comfortable with proximity. Um, animals are walking everywhere. You're sharing the street with like all sorts of different creatures. Um, the language, again, is so far from what we know that it's very, very hard to sort of pick up, at least for me. Uh, as I said, like flavors, um, there's, I mean, I'm, I love, I love to taste stuff and, India is like such a great spot to experiment with food. If you're if you're a little adventurous, you're foodie. yeah. <laughs> and uh, just the beauty of it and the diversity of of everything, like the landscape, uh, it's a continent within itself. Like everyone everyone says that and knows that, um, and so many different cultures and languages within not a small space, but not like it's not it's not you know Canada mm -hmm. uh, in terms of uh, in terms of width or or just general um, geography. So yeah, no, India would be one of the top spots if you want your, your like a sensory overload. Sensory um, overload. Especially after COVID, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So man, if you want to, if you really want to mix things up and shake things up after COVID, like, yeah, sure. Go, uh, go to India. And uh, I definitely want to go. <laughs> yeah. No, I think everyone should go. Yeah. It's, my, go. it's on my bucket list at some point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Like all the other hundreds of countries. <laughs> exactly. No, the bucket list is like the whole globe, but if we have to pick a couple places, India exactly. would be at the top ones. Same here. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, Trista, I know that you are very prone to help others in any ways you can and really give back and just kind of put your message out there that you can just kind of be a, not like we said, empowering, but like a, a, a leader in mm whatever space you choose. So for you, what would be like 
the pivoting point in your life where you decided that you wanted to use your, I guess, life mission to give back and help and serve? Yeah, it's very hard to pinpoint a moment, but back to your point, I think, I guess when I'm, I guess when I started, like when school was ending and I'm like, okay, wait, I need to, I need to figure out what I want to do and how I want to spend eight hours a day, 40 hours a week on. Um, and I knew I was against doing something that I didn't like, uh, for a living, but I don't think I was that clear on, I want to do something meaningful, uh, which is two different things. Like you can do something you like, like, I don't know, I could be a bungee instructor. Okay. But, but <laughs> not saying that bungee instructor is not meaningful, but, um, I was sort of pushing myself to like, if I'm going to spend 40 years working like what could i do that that could make the world not even like better let's say like i want to have like that the ambition would be make the world a better place through your career because a lot of people a lot of people decide to do that through um volunteering or like giving money and all that is like 100 legit i'm like but yeah but that's like such a small portion of the time or like at least your mental time uh, that's uh, devoted to uh, to helping others. So I'm not I'm not throwing shade on any of those activities. I'm like, wait a minute. Instead of having it such a, such a minor space in my life, why don't I make it my life instead? Um, so I guess yeah, I guess that got clearer coming out of coming out of university, I guess. And this wasn't mentioned, but I studied history, so like I so I mean. I guess I was aware of, uh, I think the part of history that interested me most was like studying inequalities, or at least what kept blowing up in my face was like how unequal the world was and how we were talking about like several different uh, human beings, whereas like it's, a, it's, a, it's like there's a whole globe out there and a lot of people were not mentioned. And maybe I had that um, slow realization that like, wait a minute, my name is probably not go, not going to go down in history because I didn't, I didn't like, I'm not a dictator and it didn't lead a war. And I didn't, uh, I didn't like, I didn't create a, uh, like mm -hmm. a movement across society. I'm not a, I'm not an inventor. I'm probably not going to win a Nobel prize, but like, is there a way for the common person to, to make this world a better place without going down in the history books? Um, so long story short, uh, I think that that sort of process got me got me thinking like I'm in a very privileged position and all this traveling as well sort of put that into perspective and highlighted that how I'm such a lucky person like let's let's state it bluntly like white white educated male in North America is like the one percent of the world mm. um, in terms of in terms of like privilege um, and I'm saying this like with some disgust of myself, but also as a, as an opportunity to make something out of it. And with that much opportunity and, and luck, um, it's almost a crime not to do anything. So traveling, studying history, and also like a bunch of different experiences as well, like combined together without going into, into all that detail. Um, I think, I think sort of, I owed it to myself to make something, out of my time here. So, um, I forget what was the question, but yeah, like that, 
how like that there was no pivotal moment for me to 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 decide to do something mm-hmm. and i'm not calling myself necessarily a a leader lead i don't think leaders call themselves leaders but mm-hmm. it's more like i want to make things happen and mm-hmm. i'm gonna do what needs to be done to uh, move things forward in hopefully the right direction, um, knowing that there's room for mistake, but doing nothing is, is, uh, that in itself is not, not, I, for me, it's unacceptable personally. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm not saying that everyone should, uh, work in nonprofits or like everyone should be like, uh, um, like working for a charity, but I think everyone should have the outlook of how can I make this world a, a better place for, people that don't have the same privilege as, as I do. Uh, and that could be through art, it could be through music, it could be through a podcast, it could be through just your general outlook. It could be, you know, you could, like coming back to what I was saying, like you could be worried, working a desk job that you don't like, but if you're like this positive person that's, that's making everyone's day better, like you're contributing in that way. Um, so, I mean, there's a, there's, you can do it in, any way possible um, that you can even think of. But I think out of privilege comes a responsibility to at least consider other people. And once, you, once you've come to that realization and you've got that, that uh, I don't say knowledge, but background, like you have no choice to act positively towards others. Mm, yeah, it brings you kind of a sense of uh, consciousness. And it's mm. like once you open the light, you can't close it, right? It's, right. Once the switch is on, you can't go back. No, you can't. Gotta, I really like how you said that. And it's very humble of you to kind of, like you said, you don't call yourself a leader, but you're setting the example by doing the action, by putting in motion and like what you preach is what you live by, right? So I really, really like that. And I admire that from you. Um, And I can see that also linking back to a bit like of my experience when I was younger in high school. And I was like, I had to figure life out and I have to like, and I I thought about this, like looking at the world from a very small perspective, of of course, with, again, what we were taught. Um, It was like, I had a sense of like, I need to change the world. I need to do something. I have to give back. And I felt this whole pressure for a while to link back to like going back to mental health and depression. I felt like I wasn't doing enough. And that's from my perspective is like, there was a sense that because I'm a white woman privileged living in Canada and stuff like that, it was like, but what can I do? And I didn't have the resource, quote unquote, like finances or the contacts or people to look at the big scale and try to do like drastic change. But what I came to realization through my own experience and traveling and like connecting with other people culturally was that it starts with you. It starts at home. It starts with like changing yourself. It's changing the way that you think, the way that you live, the way that you consume or the way that you experience life and that you can start small. You can start, like you said, it could be a just tiny thing that makes an impact in somebody else's life. It doesn't have to be a global shift or a global movement to make it like worthy of something. Yeah. So yeah. it can be just an attitude. And and we had discussions so, in the past. In the past, sorry, Kayla, about that. It's like I know that you're you're very convinced that kindness can change the world, and like that's. So you see, like that's a different perspective than not perspective, maybe angle than than what I have because if, like you're going like all out attitude, but I don't have, I don't think I have the personal aptitudes to 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 have that angle. So I'm trying to be 
honest with myself saying like, look, I can't just go around and being, I'm not that, I'm not that person. Like I'm not, I'm not like that, uh, that automatically warm to everyone. Um, but I know you have like that different angle. So it just, it can start with just an attitude and attitudes can, uh, can go a long way. For sure. mm-hmm. No, I love that. It's true. And it's not to compare. We each have our own kind of strengths in that that sense. And definitely. But I was talking about that with my partner recently. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, it's just it starts small. Just be kind. Leave the door open for somebody or just do something kind. And he's like, yeah, I am kind. I am kind with what I want. And I'm like, no, it has to be like a something that you do naturally, yeah. like yeah. <laughs> automatically. So we each have our strength. And I think that's the beauty of uh, our differences and embracing that in itself is yeah part of life you know and like there's gonna be differences for sure for sure and and there's no like uh there's no cookie cutter uh, mold or anything there's no one way of doing it but again i think there needs to be that collective responsibility towards others um mm. and that's asking a lot of a population um it's asking a lot if you're struggling with your own mental health like how can you expect to help others if you're struggling yourself mm-hmm. that being said um it's going to be everyone's turn. Like maybe tomorrow I'll, I'll struggle and someone will pick me up and so on and so on. So uh, it doesn't mean that you're not, you're not feeling it now that it shouldn't be in your like long-term perspective. Um, Anyway. It's like a ripple effect, which is like, I I see that often as like those who needed the service before and now are helping others with that. It's like a chain reaction that I think needs to be spread more and more openly, especially going back full circle to mental health is a critical pivoting moment in history, I think. Maybe your name won't make it in the book, Tristan, but I'm pretty sure that this moment will make it in history. <laughs> this moment will definitely make it in history uh, for probably not not in a positive sense, but uh, if like that... So this is what I'm hoping that with COVID is like, it's going to give us a slap in the face in terms of like, what, what are we doing with the planet and with ourselves and with our, with our societal systems? Like, let's not forget that during COVID, like last summer, there was like um, the whole like kafuckle of, uh, of like a, of black, the black lives matter movement coming back to the surface and like, Hey, we still haven't solved that problem yet. And uh, it's still like a huge issue. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in Canada with like the, the indigenous people, uh, mm-hmm. and, like these, these things are, are so big and they're so important um, that we just can't, and, like in no, in no way can we not pay attention to them. Yeah. And uh, if, if COVID did something like that to sort of shake our shake, or at least like pause what we're doing on a daily basis of like work and, and seeing people and like consuming and, uh, and like, uh, and gatherings and so on, and just like take a step back and like, just wonder and how the world works in general. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that is a win in itself. So anyway, yeah. hopefully, hopefully we all grow from this experience. Absolutely. And I like to look at the positive side too. I know <laughs> I like to yeah, yeah, look on the side where yeah. we did gain a reset, like a massive reset of mm-hmm. pausing and reflecting. And like you said yourself earlier, you, you looked at the whole way that you wanted to contribute beyond yourself and you wanted to look how you're raising your children. And, you know, so it's, I think if in itself, um, there is definitely negative side, we can ignore them, but there's definitely positive that came out of it. And I think that's, if anything, that's something that we can look at on a bright side is people pausing and reflecting and doing 
hopefully better choices than before for the planet, for the people, for everyone, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna surf on your positive wave and I'm gonna say like I'm just crossing my fingers that Kayla's right. Uh, <laughs> I'm sending uh, those positive vibes out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Send them, send them out, send them out strong. Yeah, we'll do. If uh as we come to an end. Uh, what can you leave our audience with as a piece of wisdom or a tip or a trick or something to live their best life? This might sound a little like cliche, but I feel that sometimes like we, we get this, uh, we get this, we're wrapped into this, this like cycle of, of looking inward, uh, a little too much. Like, what am I doing? Like, what am I, what am I doing next? Like, how should I act? Like, did I say the right thing? Am I, am I doing the right thing for my life? And, and like all this, like internal, like viewing, um, makes us miss a lot of what's going on outside ourselves. Uh, so I think, I think there's a, there's a, it's, it's all about, if I had one thing to say, uh, it's balance, it's balance on, on anything, whether it's like health wise, food wise, relationship wise, uh, work wise, family wise, like everything needs a balance and, uh, it's up to everyone to find that, that right balance. And obviously you're not alone in that. You have to, you have to negotiate balance with a lot of other people, uh, around you most of the time, I would say. Um, so once you strike that balance and then you have to maintain that balance and it doesn't mean that you struck a right balance, uh, in that specific moment that, 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 that you can assume that it's going to stay like that. So it's basically maintaining, um, all those like internal systems in the right balance for yourself. So we, we were talking about mental health earlier. If like my mental health is like, I, I need to do like exercise twice a week. Like you need to be respectful of that for yourself. And that's the balance of that, that, that you found for yourself. Let's say it could look very different for someone else. Um, could be, could be something completely different. Anyway, long story short, um, balance and not to be focused too much internally. Um, because you're also missing so much that's going on around you, uh, how people feel, uh, the experiences that you're living, um, the beauty around you, even like the negative stuff that are, is happening, you might miss it. And uh, that's all part of life. So um, strike a balance between looking internally and looking externally as well, um, because it's important to take a time to reflect and to sort of ground yourself. Um, but I also think that um, there needs to be equal amounts of energy in the output as well. Love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. Tristan, it was so great to have you on the show today. Thank you for being here and sharing your wisdom and your experience and your life. Loved it. Thanks for having me, Kayla. Hopefully we'll do this again once uh, you reach like Spotify numbers. And, uh, <laughs> and you can pretend that uh, uh, like we've never, we've never met. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe and share it with your friends and family. Also, head on over to our website, EmbraceYourLifePodcast.com to learn more about how you can live your most authentic life. Thank you for listening, and until next time, remember to embrace your life. <laughs>